Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and you're listening to Grace to Your World, a teaching ministry focused on providing an understanding of God's grace, which will empower you to change your world and live the overcoming life. Now, to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubinministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. Look at this in the Amplified. Verse 1, Amplified, says, Now in Haran, the Lord said to Abram, He said, Go for yourself, for your own advantage. <laughs> you see, sometimes it's, it's to your own advantage to, to remove yourself, praise God, from some of the folks you've been hanging out with. You see, when you make up your mind that you're going to be a Christian who's going to be walking in the blessing, Sometimes what that means is you might have to remove yourself for your own advantage from, from the people who, who aren't quite on board with that. You may be watching me online and, and you have a church that is, that is completely teaching the opposite of what I'm showing you here. Now, while it is important for you to have a church that you attend, it's, you see, not all churches are the same. And so and if you're a, a church that preaches the law, that, that preaches it's not God's will for you to prosper, you want to get out of that church. I don't care how long you've been there. You, 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 you sometimes got to, for your own good, uh, remove yourself and put yourself in a new setting. Find a church that preaches what we're preaching. If you can't find a church in your area, keep tuning into these messages. Amen. Feed yourself the word of grace, the gospel of grace. He says, go for yourself to your own advantage away from your country, from your relatives and your father's house to the, to the land that I will show you. Verse 2, and watch this. And I will make of you a great nation, he says. And I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. Friend, I am prophesying over your life right now an abundant increase of favors. Glory to God. I'm prophesying some grace explosions getting ready to happen in your life. A grace explosion is bam. It is blessed and multiplied. Blessed and multiplied. A grace explosion. That's when the favor of God, the goodness of God, suddenly shows, suddenly shows up in your life without you having done anything to deserve it. You see, I'm prophesying that over your life. That's, what, that's what, what the Abrahamic blessing contains here. He says, an abundant increase of favors. And he says, and I will make your name famous and distinguished, and you will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. Now, friends, you see, that's part of, of the blessing. For you to understand the blessing, you got to understand that God said to Abram, I will bless you and you shall be a blessing. And so sometimes people may not see the blessing in their lives because you're, you're, you're missing out on that latter part. In other words, you're not purposing in your heart that you're going to be a blessing to the people in your life. You see, you see, part of the blessing, there's two reasons why God blesses you. Reason number one is because He loves you. That's why you're blessed. Reason number two is because He wants you to be an instrument of His goodness in this world. And so for you to operate in the blessing, you got to begin to operate in, 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 uh, in seeing yourself as a vessel through which other people can be blessed. You see, that's, that's especially true in the area of finances. Uh, guys, I want you to understand, we were redeemed from the curse of the law. Now, tithing was, was under the law. 
uh, of course, Abraham also tithed as well before the law. But, 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 but what I'm saying is, is that you're not under obligation to tithe. In other words, it's not like, man, if I don't tithe, I'm going to get cursed. Ooh, uh, God's going to curse me with a curse if I don't tithe. No, that's the wrong covenant, man. You see, in this new covenant, here's the, the awesome thing about this new covenant. You don't get the curses of the law. Glory to God. But you still get all of the blessings of the law. How many know there were some blessings attached to the law? The only issue was nobody could ever keep the law. <laughs> yeah, they, but if you read Deuteronomy 28, first, uh, I believe it's 14 verses, describe the blessings of the law. Everything down from verse 15 describes the curses of the law for not being able to keep the law. Now, you being redeemed from the curse of the law means you don't get the curses, but you still get the blessings. In other words, you're not cursed for not tithing, but you still get a blessing. You still operate in the blessing. You still access the blessing through tithing when you do tithe, you see. And, and, and the reason is because God wants you to be an instrument of his blessing. God wants you to be a channel through which his goodness can flow through. And that's not only finances, that's, that's any area of your life. Uh, I recommend you do this, guys. If, if, if you're working at a job, no matter what your job is, uh, rather than saying, man, I don't want to go to work today. Ah, this is not what I really want to do. I want to encourage you to shift your thinking because now you're operating in the blessing. And I want to encourage you to, to see yourself as an instrument of the goodness of God where you're at. In other words, you go to your job with the mindset I'm going to be a blessing today to the people I work with. I'm going to be a blessing to the people I come into contact with today because I'm an instrument of the blessing of God, because I'm walking in the blessing of a God. Amen. Now look at verse 3 in the Amplified. He says, And I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you. And so when people bless you, man, you want to understand uh, that they're, they're getting blessed as well. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. And he says, And I will curse him who curses or uses insolent language towards you. And he says here to Abraham, And you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed, and by you they will bless themselves. Praise God. Now, let me ask you this, guys. What was it that Abraham did to earn or deserve this blessing of God? He says, I'll bless you with an abundant increase of favors. What did Abraham do to deserve that? The first time Abraham appears in Scripture is in, in, in chapter 11, just a couple of verses up in that genealogy. Uh, and, and so what did Abraham do? That's right. He did, he did nothing. He did nothing to earn it or deserve it. I just want to let that sink in with you because glory to God. Because, because remember in, in, the, in the last series I just taught, I've been sharing a lot about having the correct impression of God. That if you have an incorrect concept of God, it's going to impact your ability to be able to receive from God. And most people's concept of God is that it is nearly impossible, or maybe it's totally impossible, man, for you to fathom a God who will bless you independent of your performance. 
<laughs> in other words, you did nothing to earn it, man. You did nothing to deserve it. Abraham did nothing to deserve it. Later when Moses, when God used Moses to deliver uh, the children of Israel out of bondage in Egypt, well, what did they do to deserve being delivered out of bondage? They did nothing, guys. And so I'm going to deal with this in more detail over the course of this series. I'm going to eventually get into showing you the reasons for why the law was given. Because the law of Moses, remember, I've shared this with you before, it's not incorrect, but it is incomplete. If you just look to the law of Moses, which I believe a lot of people do, to get, their, to get your impression of, of who God is, you're going to get an incorrect impression of God. What you're going to see is a God who requires you to perform. What you're going to see is a God who requires you to sweat and to struggle to try to get him to move in your life. But you see, before the law was given, God was blessing people independent of their performance. Do you know, praise God, later on in, in Genesis, I believe chapter 29, somewhere around there, Abraham and, and Sarah, they, they come across this guy, I believe Abimelech, and, and they, they, they're going through and, and Abraham actually lied. Uh, you know, Abraham said to Sarah, well, uh, tell him you're my sister. Uh, I'm not going to tell anybody you're my wife. I'm just going to say you're my sister, you know, because he figured, well, Sarah was kind of a, a, a nice looking uh, lady. And so he, he figured, well, if they know that you're my wife, man, they're going to they're going to take you and they're going to kill me. And so, man, let's just let's just rather than trust God. Amen. Let's, let's just let's just let's just lie. Let's just tell a lie. Just tell them you're my sister. Now, she was his half sister. And so technically what he did was he told half a lie. But man, nevertheless, it was a lie. <laughs> and so do you know how God responded to that? And obviously lying, guys, we know is, is, is against the law. Lying is a sin. But you know what happened? Abraham eventually wound up getting through that. Abimelech found out that, that she was his, his, his wife. He didn't kill him. And Abraham actually walked out of that situation with silver and gold. Increase in prosperity, the Bible says. The Bible says he walked out with men servants and maid servants and camels and, and all kinds of all kinds of riches, guys. And I'm like, well, hold on. Well, God, you just blessed Abraham here in this situation, even though Abraham lied in this situation. And lying is a sin, and so Abraham sinned, and he still got blessed. Telling you guys, we're, we're getting radical here again. We're getting radical. Now, see, people are concerned because it sounds like I'm saying, well, you can just lie and cheat and do anything you want to do, and God's still going to bless you. And, man, let me just really get radical and say, you know what? If you're in Christ, the truth is, uh, yeah, God still is going gonna, is gonna to make his favor available to you. He's still going to love you. Now, if you're, if you're living in an ungodly lifestyle, you're going to have a more difficult time accessing the blessing, not because God is withholding it, but because you're, in a sense, damning yourself, you see. You're blocking the blessing from being able to reach you. But man, God still loves you. Dude, you, you, you could go rob a grocery store, uh, get caught, go to jail, and you know what? God's gonna love you in your prison cell. <laughs> God's still gonna love you independent of your performance, I want you to understand. Now the question is, why would you wanna do that, you see? You see, we, 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 the, the reason we don't sin, or the reason that that we don't, and I want to say all of us still sin. I'm not saying we don't sin, but the reason that we don't purposefully practice sin is not out of fear of punishment, guys. 
it's because sin messes up your life. <laughs> sin messes up relationships. Sin affects your horizontal uh, realm, you see. Uh, sin can give the enemy access to your body to put sickness on you, so sin is not good. But I want you to get off of this idea that God is dealing with you based on your performance. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to prove it later from Scripture, uh, I'm going to say right now, the true nature of God is His love, His grace, His mercy. Praise God. He needs you to believe it. And you say, well, Alex, how can that be? I fall short. Remember, the reason this can be is because Jesus purchased your legal right. You see, uh, God has already dealt with all of your sins in the body of Jesus. And the reason He did that, glory to God, was so that He could now treat you independent of your performance. He's a good God, guys. He's an awesome God. Praise God. Glory to God. Go to, uh, once again, to Galatians. Let's head back to Galatians chapter 3, and I want to look into this some more. Galatians chapter 3. Is everybody following me so far? Guys, what this is, I'm going to tell you what this series is going to be all about. We're about to start our Grace Encounters here in the Los Angeles area, our Sunday night Grace Encounter services. I'll be teaching this series there as well. Uh, what this is all about is it's, it's, it's freedom from the curse of the law. And what the curse of the law is, is for our sakes today, it is freedom from performance-based religion. The kind of religion that has you thinking, well, if you want to be okay with God, you got to perform by these rules. When the truth is, all that God needs you to do is, is believe in Him. He needs you to, to believe in Jesus. You see, once you believe in Him, He can work on the inside of you. And man, He's going to clean up your life in ways that you couldn't have done on your own. Now, look at this here. Uh, we'll, we'll, um, we'll get into this some more and uh, see how far we get today. Praise God. Now, look at Galatians chapter 3. Let's start in verse 10. Let's back it up to verse 10. And, and we're going to see how this works. And we're going to see, guys, that the reason a lot of Christians are struggling with seeing breakthroughs in their lives is because in one way or another, you still think you got to earn it. Even if you are someone, this is how faith can turn into legalism, if you're someone who says, I'm going to use my faith to get God to move in that situation. Well, hold on. You see, the truth is God's already moved. You know what, guys? A faith does not move God. <laughs> Amen. How many have heard that before? Faith, faith moves God. Well, no. Faith does not move God. Faith's, uh, excuse me, God's already moved. Faith moves us, you see. Faith is us, glory to God, coming into alignment with what God has already done. Faith is us coming into agreement, praise God, with what God has already done. And when we come into agreement with Him, that's when the manifestation can show up. Praise God. Remember this, the law is you do to get God to do. Grace is Jesus has already done it. All you got to do is you got to believe on Jesus. Praise God. Now look at this here, Galatians chapter 3, starting in verse 10. 
And I want you to see this now. We're going to look at this line by line here, verse by verse in Scripture. He says in verse 10, he says in verse 10, remember now, the law, empowerment to fail, uh, a blessing is the empowerment to prosper. Look at this now. Verse 10 says, but for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. And so it, there it is right there. There it is right there. You see, you, 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 you can argue with what I'm saying, but man, are you going to argue with what Scripture says? You see, what does Scripture say? Scripture says, but for as many as are of the works of the law, they're under the curse. Now, what's the works of the law? Again, that is performance-based religion. That is you uh, performing to try to get God to move in your life. That is you doing to try to get God to move. In fact, I wrote this down. This is the definition that the Lord has given me for the curse of the law. The curse of the law is any effort on our part to perform to be right with God or to perform to get God to bless us. Let me read it again. The curse of the law is defined as any effort on our part to perform to be in right standing with God or any effort on our part to perform to try to get God to bless us. You see, why would you want to perform to get him to bless you when he's already blessed you? You see? Now, 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 now bear with me because I, I can hear someone saying, well, well but, but Brother Alex, uh, we, we, we still got to do, we can't just not do, we still got to do some stuff. Well, hold on. We still do our part. Grace does not mean, like I said in the beginning, grace is actually the empowerment for you to walk in victory. And so grace does not mean that you're not going to do anything anymore. You still do your part. You see, we still pray. We still confess the word. We still uh, pray in the Holy Ghost. We still operate in our authority. We still do all of those things. But friends, watch this. The motivation for our works has changed. You see, you're not working to try to get God to move. No, what you're doing is, is works of faith. Remember this distinction. I taught this before. The distinction between works of faith and works of the law. You see, works of the law are works that are born out of obligation. Oftentimes it's religious obligation. It's like, Alex, I got to do this. If I don't do this, uh, God's not going to bless me. Alex, if I don't do this, if I don't give my tithe, I'm going to be cursed with a curse. You see, that's works of the, of, of the law, which also is, by the way, works of the flesh. Uh, and so works of the law are born out of obligation. Watch this now. Works of the law are forced upon the flesh. In other words, there's always this underlying sense like, I got to do this. I'm obligated to do this. If I don't do this, things are not going to work out. And so it's forced on your flesh. You see, your flesh, I want you to understand, is, is, is really the unrenewed mind. You see, the flesh is your old identity, who you were before you got saved. Uh, flesh does not always refer to this physical body. In some context, in, some, in, in the context of some scripture, it does. But a lot of times the flesh is referring to the unrenewed mind, the old you, which really is, is no more the real you, you see. And, 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 so, and so it's forced on, on, on that unrenewed mind. Uh, and, and works of the law are always motivated by fear. In other words, there's a fear. Like I said, if I don't perform, I'm going to get cursed. If I don't perform, God's not going to come through. And so that's works of the law. Works of the faith, works of faith, on the other hand, they're born out of your faith in Jesus. Faith in Jesus is glory to God, I believe, because Jesus purchased my legal right to the blessing. I'm already blessed. And so that's your starting point. 
your starting point is is what Jesus has already done amen so works of faith are born out of your faith in Jesus watch this works of faith will be inspired by the Holy Spirit in other words here's how this works say you're, you're dealing with a sickness in your body and now it's not you trying to beg and beseech God to try to heal you or or you doing all these things that you think you need to do in order to to try to get healed no man your, your starting point is well, praise God, Lord, I believe that you've already healed me. Lord, I believe that by shedding your blood, you've already purchased my legal right for healing. And so with boldness, I now step into that authority. And Lord, I believe I'm already healed in Jesus' name. And so now you believe you're already healed. And you may be meditating that for a while. You just, you know, there's something to be said about just, just being with God, being still with the Lord and just, meditating the scripture speaking it over your life not to try to get him to do it but to not to get it rooted in your own heart you see remember what i just preached last week was was the art of waiting for god and, and so there's something very powerful about you just getting quiet and saying lord i believe i'm already healed now lord show me how to walk into the manifestation of what i already believe is a finished work not how can I get you to heal me? No, how can I walk into the manifestation of what I already believe is a finished work? You see, there's a difference between it being finished, thank you, Lord, and, and, and it being in manifestation. The blessing means whatever you need is already finished. It's available. And so what you got to do now is you got to cooperate in order to see it in manifestation. You see? And so that becomes your meditation. That becomes your prayer. So you meditate the word, you, you, you confess the word. And gradually what happens is, is that there's going to be an action that will be birthed out of your meditating the word and standing on that promise. And so you'll, you'll, you'll take some kind of action and, and that action will be now inspired by the Holy Spirit. And what he's doing is he's leading you into the manifestation of the promise. And so you see that is very different from works of the law, where it's you putting up effort and and and, and uh, yes, like Alex, well, I got to do something. <laughs> I got to do. I got to do. I got to do. <laughs> Remember, we said the other a few weeks ago. Uh, some people say, well, well, Alex, you know, uh, the Bible says God helps those who help themselves. Well, hold on, Bible does not say that, guys. Benjamin Franklin said that. <laughs> you see, God does not help those who help themselves. You see how performance driven that is? No. God helps those who depend on Him for help. God helps those who cannot help themselves. Glory to God. God helps those who recognize their need for Him. And so, out of your now believing that He's already healed you, Holy Spirit can now guide you into action. So your actions, your works of faith are now inspired by the Holy Spirit. And watch this. They will be motivated by love. Works of, of the law are motivated by fear. Works of faith are motivated by love, and it's really the love of God that's, that's motivating you. You see, because when you understand this blessing, man, what happens is you understand that the reason God has done what he's done, the reason Jesus got up on that cross 2,000 years ago was because he loves you. And so you believing on Jesus, you trusting in Jesus, is you believing and having confidence in the fact that he loves you. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. To learn more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. Now I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.